three things. So what is three, huh? <laughs> <laughs> one, okay. It's the most important one. For Sankaka, you said this, uh, that school says things exist because independence upon the way that you name them and think of them in your mind. Right. And if you don't think of them and name them, they don't exist outside of your mind. Uh, there's a thing. The, the Tibetan word for existence yeah. is Sheja. And Sheja means that thing which is known. And so there's a big debate in the... You know, you get into this, if the tree falls down the forest and nobody's there to see it, then yeah. does it exist? That was my question. Do you need then, an observer? Uh, they say, well, it's Perceive. Sheja. It is a Sheja. Sheja is the Tibetan word for existence. It's the Buddhist word for existence. That which is perceived. Okay. And then I, I finally saw it in one text one day. It said, Namkengi Sheja. The Buddha sees the tree. So it does exist. Yeah, it is known. Even if There's you always don't, somebody around. There's always someone to observe. You know? So it does exist. So Pluto, when Pluto, you know, something happens on Pluto, uh, in the back of Pluto, you know, it's a Sheja. And then the other, the other thing was Svatantrika said that um, their position wasn't completely correct because there are things which exist independent of their parts or not uh, dependent on their yeah, parts. But, yeah. Uh, no. So there why is nothing? Their position. So why is he didn't position say their position was wrong. If you read so. the text carefully, uh, in Tibetan he uses the word kawa. He says, he says the second position is, is okay. a little bit better than the first, is the words he uses. And then the third position, he says, is more subtle than the others. So whereas the first position has outright flaw and outright flaw. It has a flaw. The second, the second one, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't say it has a flaw. He just says the third one is more subtle than that. Okay. And the last question was, you said we can only see emptiness in deep meditation. But I had heard that... Um, directly. 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 I had heard that a lot of people had gained direct realization of emptiness during debate. You know, Impossible. Uh, Impossible. Your mind has to be in, and we'll get to that. It's stated in many scriptures, especially in the Abhidhamma. Your mind is on uh, a level called uh, mitome, which is in the form realm. And you are not conscious of any sense objects. You can't be conscious of a sense object and see emptiness during that time. It's, it's impossible. And you can't even have a decent desire realm meditation. You gotta have, your mind is actually in a different realm while your body is sitting here. And you're not aware of your body. Uh, you, you, or sense organs are. You're not watching through the sense organs anymore. Not, you couldn't be aware. If someone spoke to you at that moment, you wouldn't hear them. Uh, your mind is not here. Yeah, he says here, uh, the way the last group decides what something that something is interdependent is subtler than all the rest. So he doesn't say wrong. Yeah. So is it correct? To, you know what you said last week. Things, the implication school. Things exist because they depend upon calling them and thinking of them as you right. do. Right. That to me means if you don't call them and think of them, they yeah. don't exist. Right. Is there some other way to say it? Uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. You can't exist. Anything that you know, China Kirti's famous line, you know, anything that didn't depend on your naming them or thinking of them a certain way. If, if such a thing did exist, it would be self-existent. That's what the doc would be like if it existed. 
That's why I have a problem, because if I'm not thinking of it and naming on it, it still exists. Not it's for you. Not for me, but it does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for the Buddha. It's, it's the thing that's confusing yeah. in this room. Yeah, yeah, for, for, for me it doesn't exist, but it does exist. So maybe you should say knowable rather than known. The word is <coughs> is knowable thing, but it knowable. doesn't. But it means known. Uh, the, the the verb in is the present is the future participle. It's like knowable, but in the sense of known, well, which is being known. That would cover both the Buddhist perception of it yeah. and your own. Yeah, it's possible for you to know something and the Buddha tells something. Okay, let's go on. Uh, we're on page 65. The number looks like that. We are uh, four lines from the bottom. Tangwa? Lua? Lua? Mepadang? Nangwa is a synonym for Kunzoptemba. Deceptive reality. Deceptive truth. Okay? Nangwa is a synonym for that. How many things in this room are Kunzoptemba? Still well. How many things in this room are our deceptive reality. Everything. Everything. How about the emptinesses in this? Are they also are they ultimate reality or like every object in this room is deceptive reality. Every object in this room has <coughs> ultimate reality as a characteristic of it. Are those ultimate realities deceptive reality? Is the ultimate reality of each object deceptive? Yeah. No, it's only part yeah. of its reality. How so? Isn't it ultimate reality? Aren't they two different things? Aren't the emptinesses of each object in this room? But the, the emptiness reality? of each object is empty itself. So? So it's ultimate. You should have said the emptiness of each object is dependent itself. Is dependent? Yeah, I mean, are you perceiving the emptiness of the lamp? I mean, if I if yeah, I ask okay. you, does, is the lamp empty? And you say what? Yes. Yes. So you just perceived its emptiness, right? Not directly, of course, but with your mind, with your with your thought. mind. <laughs> At that moment, isn't that emptiness? Kunzoptem. Aren't you misperceiving? Perceive the emptiness uh, incorrectly as well as everything else. Yeah. Because it's a thing. So. Okay. I mean. Because you're conceiving of it, you're putting yeah, name on it. Yeah, sure. actually what you're perceiving is an Unless image it's of emptiness. It's, 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 it's a big it's debate in the Oh, you know, woo. Okay, anyway. Now what means appearance? Appearances. Appearances. And it's a synonym for deceptive reality. Now what means appearance? <coughs> Oftentimes they'll just call it Nangwa, and you, you don't know exactly what it means, but it refers to deceptive reality. Tyndale, you know, dependent origination. The fact that things depend on other things with which they are related. And that's why it's called dependent origination. Actually, in Tibetan, it's dependent relationship. How about interdependent? I like it. I it's, it's the same, right? Yeah. 
I try to avoid the word origination because uh, it's, it, it gives the meaning of starting, and in two of the schools, that doesn't cover enough things, right? Starting can only apply to impermanent things. Then now, Lua Mepa. Lua means uh, tricky. Tricky or uh, fails. Like, never fails. Lua Mepa means never fails. You can say never fails. The word in Tibetan Lua means to, to cheat somebody, to trick somebody, or to fail in the sense of uh, not work, not hold true. Never fails. Okay. Nama Dendra never fails. Mepa means doesn't. Lua means fail or trick. And in this case, it means fail. So what it's saying is, the appearances around us, which is another word for deceptive reality, and they are dependent, the originating, which means what? They depend on my giving them a, my perception of them. They, they are, they never fail. They never fail. You can interpret this line to mean karma never fails. What was the first quality of karma? Nepa. But uh, some people have missed what it meant to be definite. The, the seed you plant is definite to yield a similar result? Yeah, good, good. good. Yeah. Definite doesn't mean it's certain to give a result. It means it's certain to give a similar result. So you can think of that here. Namatenda lua mepa means karma. Is, is ne karma never fails. Okay. Karma never fails. What you see around you, uh, the appearance, everything that appears around you, whether it's pleasant or painful for you, uh, comes from your past deeds. It never fails. Never fails. And, okay, so that's like a big number one, right? There's a big number one. And, Tomba. What's Tomba mean? Emptiness. Emptiness, okay. In Sanskrit? Shunyata. Shunyata. Did I go through that with you guys? No. Nice. Okay. Shu, do you see how she pronounces it? It's Su. Um, Shu is the, is the form and is the root in Sanskrit. And in Sanskrit, when you make a, verb, a vowel stronger, it's called Verdi changes to shall. And when it gets to Latin and the Western languages, the U changes to V. And this, this uh, initial sha changes to a hard K, as in the word century and kentum. So uh, this, this word comes directly from Shunyata. You know, the word cavity and cave, meaning, you know, an empty place, comes from uh, the word for emptiness. Um, same is true of the word, uh, this word. Guru coming from guru, changing to growl, and then into English with a V. A heavy. Your lama is a heavy. Okay. <laughs> Those are interesting. I mean, most of our language comes from Sanskrit, ultimately. 
Sitra scholars in long time see it. Now they see it clearly. What does Dong mean? Excuse me? What does Dong mean in the previous song? Uh, Dong means and. So this whole first part here, starting here and ending here, is the law of karma. It's the law of appearances. Why things appear to be something. Why does the guy, why does the guy who's otherwise blank appear to be nasty to you at work today? Is it correct to say depend, deceptive reality and dependent origination don't fail? Is that that sense? No. Uh, yeah, karma. John meaning Mr. Stillwell, never fails. Okay, I mean equal, a positive. Now, tomba, tomba means emptiness. Kelen Tawa means, Kelen Tawa means beyond any position. Beyond any position. You can't say it is, and you can't say it's not. Someone comes up to you and says, does the dock exist? What? What's your answer? Does the self exist? No. Not the way you think it Right, if you say no, you're in trouble. Because they'll say, well, well where, who are you? <laughs> you seem to be teaching this class. <laughs> you seem to be Michael himself. And if you say, yes, the doc exists, and they say, well, then everything I thought before was right, and there's no emptiness. So, it's a greased pig, right? It's a... It's a it's a fish that's hard to catch. Right? Okay, hard to catch. So actually, there is a position. We can take a position. And it's beautiful in the book. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. Oh, this is nice. Uh, nothing exists naturally, but that's not to say that nothing exists at all. Everything exists merely by convention, but everything exists without existing naturally. So there's four, there's two exists and two non-exists, and that's a famous, that's a famous the, point. What the Hindu were saying, that the existence is maya, is an illusion? They Similar. exist, in a sense, by illusion. He appears to be angry by himself. The truth is that he's a blank, he has no nature, and I'm supplying an angry man there. Um, in that case, in that sense, it's an illusion. That's the only sense in which it's an illusion. The reason I can't forget then Maya or their concept of ultimate reality is referring to time. So whatever can last forever is truth. Whatever lasts only a certain amount of time is false in the sense that tomorrow will not be here. Different Buddhist schools Different. say similar things like that. You know, like the mind-only school has an idea similar to that. It's actually the opposite. But we'll, we'll get to that. And <laughs> that'll take many years. So, Tomba Kelen Tewik means, that's that second idea, emptiness. Okay? Emptiness. Those two ideas, which are what? Karma never fails. Just where, my, where all this stuff is coming from. And then Tomba, the fact that it's not there by itself. If I had collected better karma, this blank notebook, this blank blackboard would have been much nicer. Okay. Yeah. Your anger example that you just used, yeah. that yeah. person uh, appears to be angry. Right. From their own side. That's what you said. 
To me. To me. Yeah, if you say, look, Michael, where's that angry... I, had, I used to have this with Adi Lala. We used to have long discussions about this. You know? and, and she'd say, no, the guy at work, he, he really doesn't like me. He's really an angry man. And I'd say, well, where is it coming from? She'd say, well, I don't know. Maybe his wife yelled at him and he had a bad day or, or he's just an, a bad person or I don't know. And I'd say, no, it's coming from you. And then, yeah, the, the first idea is wrong. Right. Now, but if you see somebody at work screaming and yelling at you, yeah. and you think that that person is angry with me from their own side, independent of uh, my perception That's and right. my naming him. Right. That's incorrect. That's incorrect. However, if you say somebody appears to be angry on their side with me, mm-hmm. and that's why they're waving their arms and screaming and yelling, that's a correct perception? Yeah. To themselves. Man. They appear to themselves to be that, angry to me. You, you keep asking me that, and I, right. I, you, you don't know what he sees of himself. You just can't tell. He might be a Bodhisattva. You have no idea what, how he perceives himself. Can't so so then, then the only two choices would be either that person appears to themselves to be angry with me, or is uh, wishing to put on the display right. of an appearance of anger to me. That's One true. of those two things. Well, no, he could... He, by the way, how does he see himself at that moment? Not as an angry man, necessarily. I think he so. might see him as a righteous man who's trying to help Tom Crowley straighten him out, you know. I've been, <laughs> I've been uh, telling this guy a hundred times, I'm just trying to make him a good employee. He doesn't, maybe almost by definition, he doesn't see himself as you do. You know, he sees himself as some... Well, sometimes they say you make me angry. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, who made the word, angry? you know. I mean, I, I, oh, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. I start to debate philosophy with them. Okay, so those two concepts, okay? Those two concepts. Koa ni, those two concepts. Those two understandings. Koa means understanding, ni means two. Okay, those two understandings. GC means as long as, as long as. (coughs) Soso means unconnected. Unconnected. Nangwa means appears. I should say appear. Okay. Appear. So appears, it's not a verb. Plural. Down there appears and up there it's. Right, here it's a noun. Appearance is. Here it's a verb to appear. <laughs> it's a beautiful. It's a very good language for me. It's maybe the best. I mean, if you you wouldn't expect it from a. It's a nomad's language. You know? Because every word can have multiple meanings, whichever you need, depending on whatever you need. I don't know why, because yeah, Sanskrit the, Sanskrit is precise. Sanskrit is really precise, and somehow it's. Through loose here. Somehow this is more beautiful. I don't know. Is there a different word we'll for true it. appearances? No. True. I mean, well, in the sense that there are appearances. I mean, if you're a Buddha, for example. Oh no, that's a different word. Yeah, yeah. Nangyo, yeah, it's a different word. What appears to the mind of a Buddha and what appears to our mind is different. Yeah. do means for that long. For that long. In English, you don't have to say. Uh, as long as you have this emotion, 
then for that long you'll be unhappy. We don't have to have the second part in English. We just say, as long as you have that emotion, you're going to be unhappy. But in Tibetan you have to say, as long as you have that emotion, for that long, you're going to be unhappy. See, in Tibetan you have to say both. So, as, as long as what appear to be unconnected? What's your guess? As long as appearances and... Good. And... Uh, yeah, as long as those two understandings. Karma is infallible. Karma all, never fails. And emptiness. Which is some kind of... I can't say it isn't, I can't say it isn't, okay? And it's... You, you can't blame people for thinking they're unconnected. Okay? One is... A very strange thing. One is saying, I don't know if you exist or not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and the other one is, your karma is sure. If you do something good, you'll get something good. If you do something bad, you'll get something bad. It seems like those two ideas are not connected much. It seems like that. But as long as it seems like that to you, The connection between them is interdependence, right? No. no. The first one is interdependence. What's the connection between interdependence and emptiness? You can see that. I understand the connection between interdependence and emptiness better than I understand the, that karma is a type of interdependence. That's right? not the point. I mean, it is true, but. But they're not equivalent. No, no, no. Okay. One is negative, one is positive. No. Oh. Absence. No, 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 no. I mean, um, karma between karma and interdependence. Oh, uh, in this case, he's using it for, for. What is karma? If you, if I, when I say karma, you should be thinking the fact that I'm forced to have these perceptions. I mean, that's what I mean when I say karma. I mean, you have to think of karma that way. Uh, the fact that you are forced to have the perceptions that paint in. The empty guy. <laughs> He's a blank screen, and we were calling in the other class. We said, "Mr. Karma comes and turns on the projector, and your mind is this blank screen. He's making you see these things." But all karma, I'm all sorry, mind is more like the projector. All interdependence isn't karmic, is it? No. Right. Okay. That's okay. So, uh, Dadu means. I'm sorry, Mr. I left out a letter. Dadu means still, S-T-I-L-L. Tupa means Shakyamuni, the Buddha. It means Muni. Okay. And it's plural, really. The Buddha's. Gomba, um, real. Idea, true idea. You guys know Topa. Shupa means Buddha. Buddha is plural. Topa means to realize, understand. It's a it's a synonym for what? Oh yeah, I got this on the final. Lamp, right path. Okay, three principal paths. Say three principal realizations. That's why I can't stand when they say aspects of the path. It doesn't refer to that. It's the three principal paths. Okay. 
Tampa man. Tampa man means man means what? What are all those M words in Spanish? Yeah, you you haven't figured it out yet. You still don't understand what the Buddha meant. You still haven't realized the ultimate thought of the Buddha. As long as what? As long as those two understandings seem to be yeah, unconnected. You still haven't realized the ultimate thought or the or the true intention of the Buddha of the Buddhas. As long as you think that the idea of karma and the idea of emptiness are somehow unconnected. If you think about karma and you lose emptiness, or if you think about emptiness and you lose karma, you still don't understand what the Buddha meant. Is that the tenth verse? The, yeah, I think it is. That's what it was supposed to be. No? Later, no, I think. I mean, I don't know. I, I thought it. It's either 9 or 10. Ah, it's 11. Ten. It's number 11. It says he sees the cause of all It's number 11, page 127. So you still haven't. You still don't understand what the Buddha meant as long as you think that karma. When you, when you accept karma, you have to give up accepting emptiness. And when you accept emptiness, you have to give up accepting karma. This is that uh, this lady said in the other class that she had heard some teachers say that. This means nothing, and therefore you can do what you want. That's very bad. That's poison. Okay? Uh, everything is empty, therefore you must follow morality. Maybe your karma caused you to <laughs> <laughs> No, it is. Maybe it is. Disrespecting your lama in the past, you will meet those lamas. Morality also uh, comes. You will meet those If you disrespect your lama, yeah, yeah. then, then you'll, you'll, meet you'll meet these strange lamas, lamas who, who, say, say strange things. who say poison, and then you do what they say and you're really in trouble. Never you know? so maybe she just <laughs> misunderstood. Uh, That's what I think. Even that would be common. Sounds more <laughs> probably, <laughs> yes, it would be, but still. Morality, I remember a years ago, and they were talking about the man that is directed by the mass, by the society. So here's a conventional, I now use this word continuously, morality. And then the person then, after having worked on himself, through meditation or whatever, he achieves some freedom, so he develops a sort of individual morality. In that sense, he's free from the mass morality of the society. And of course it doesn't mean that he becomes immoral in terms that he becomes a murderer or anything, but he's led by his own self-discipline. Yeah, I would say the opposite. I'd say, I mean, I'd say what you're getting at is true. It's true that when you become, when you study morality, you find out that a lot of the things which are acceptable in your society are just wrong. Pornography, sex in the movies, abortion, alcohol, drugs, those things are acceptable in our society, and they're wrong. Uh, why are they wrong? They hurt you. Can I ask you a question about Kalindrawa? Yeah. Is that often translated as beyond existing or not existent? Ah, uh, Nagarjuna said something like that, but he did not mean, obviously. Obviously things do exist, because if you doubt it, I'll hit you on the head with this very similar check. And obviously they don't exist the way you thought they did, because if they do, there's no nirvana and you might as well go home now. Right, but is that when, is that because I, you know, I've read yeah, they, things that say beyond existence yeah. and yeah. non-existence, yeah. and you sort of say, wow, it sounds like such an interesting, heavy concept. Maybe oh, it sounds sexy, it right? I mean, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. I mean, it's... Wait, 
that's the same one same, that they're referring not to. Not exactly the same words, no. no. But the same concept, obviously. But when they're saying that, which sounds like something it's like really high and hard to understand, yeah, and what they is. really mean is that that's why you can't say that something, you can't defend either position. Yeah, you can't. Okay. If, if you don't, if you go beyond, if you accept things as self-existent, then you're in trouble. You can't say it exists and you can't say it doesn't. If you say they're dependent, then you can say they do exist or not. And that's why he meant by his fourfold to exist and two not exists. They don't exist the way you thought, but of course they exist. So another way to say this would be, see if I understand, another way to say this would be that your understanding of emptiness is dependent upon the laws of karma and your karma. Well, what it is, it's very, very beautiful. I mean, I struggled with this for years, and finally I saw it in some books, and I, I finally understood it. So, big deal, I understand emptiness. How does that help me? What happens to me? You know, I've asked many Buddhist teachers, you know, okay, if I understood emptiness tomorrow perfectly, what would happen to me? You know, would the dentist drill still hurt? Would my boss still seem like a nasty guy, if he is? I mean, would, would, would you know, I still enjoy movies? You know, what would it, will life be like if I understood emptiness? What's the connection between emptiness and, and me reaching beyond pain? You know, what's the point? I don't understand it. And I, they would explain to me emptiness means, oh, John Stilwell is just atoms and you're just making him up. So I'd say, well, well, if I understood that perfectly, then well, how would that help me tomorrow, you know, at work? You know, I don't want to have any more pain. I don't want to be upset anymore at work. How is that going to help me? Um, what it means is that the guy at work who's angry with you, you, you take me through it. I mean, the guy at work is angry with you. So he starts screaming at you. So what, what should you do now that you understand emptiness? So you should. Uh, the first thought you should have, the very first thought in like five words. First remember, thought. Remember. Remember that you created the causes for this. Go further back. I said. Oh. <laughs> you see, you're now you're down there okay. with the first group. All right. Remember all beings as being equal. Remember no, 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 no. Equal. I mean first group of the emptiness positions, depending on the oh, First, oh, remember oh, that he is oh, what? Empty. He's a projection of mine. That's the second point. First point is he's empty. Right. He's not, he has no nature. Yeah. He's not an angry man. He's not a happy man. Uh, he's nothing. He's nothing. He's he has one. no nature. He has no nature of his own. This is going to help you at, at work. Some hallucination. Okay. And then what do you think? Then you think that um, this is my mental concept and label yeah, of the situation. It's a perception. So this is the order. He's empty. And I am through my concept. And, and he's just a perception of mine. Then what next? After, he's a, after I understand he's a perception of my mind, then I choose to not create the causes to experience this again? I think there should be a step called, you know, what is the nature of this perception? Is it voluntary or is it forced on you? It's forced on you. It's involuntary. Yeah. Can I choose at the moment? See, so many people explain emptiness, in my opinion, wrong. Yeah. Oh, if you understood emptiness, it would seem pleasant to you at that moment. Oh, you have to accept, oh, the, yeah. accept the situation. <laughs> yeah. No, not even, well, in a sense. But what I mean is, the third thing is that this is not a voluntary perception. This perception is forced on me. I have no choice right now. Yeah. So you say, okay, that's the way it is. It's he's empty. I understand he's empty. I understand his wife likes the way he looks. But he sure looks ugly to me, and I can't stop it. You know? he, he is, he is, he, by the way, he is angry. 
he is ugly at that moment. Okay? He, so the perception is forced on me. He's empty. It's just my perception. The perception is forced on me. And what happens? Yeah, by, by my car. Yeah. And what happens? Well, what do you think next? Now you're... Then you choose to not create the cause to have that perception forced on you again in the future. Yeah, understanding his nature, which is wisdom, now, now says to you, well, okay, now you have a choice how to react to him. If you, if well, you wait, react your to perception him. is already a reaction, isn't it? Lost then. Don't, don't <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, but I have a no, reaction. It's there. not a karma yet. Pardon me? It's not a karma yet. I thought you said just thinking. The act of, of perceiving. Not, not a good karma or a bad karma. It's not a deed. But for oh. me now to... Now how am I going to react? That's the big deal. That's so perceiving him as empty does not create any kind of karma. It's only the reaction to the perception. In a sense. Uh, so now, what do you choose? That's the choice. I mean, no, you, if you're angry, you, you're just going to... You now realize, while, you're, while he's screaming, you're, you have wisdom. You have wisdom. And now wisdom says, look, he, he came from your past anger. Respond to virtue. So what are you going to do now? <laughs> yeah. At least be neutral. At best be virtuous. At least be... Dalai Lama always says, if you can't help, just don't hurt people. I mean, if you can't do anything good for them, okay, but please don't hurt them. <laughs> okay. So, so that, so that wisdom now is, is saying, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. He came from... The reason you're forced to see him as angry by the way, he's not angry, he's blank, his wife likes him. It's your past deeds, so please don't get angry now. As he's screaming at you, please don't get angry now. Then at that moment, will he be pleasant? No. It takes time for the karma to kick in. Okay? It takes time. And that's the purification of your karma. And, and when it's complete, you won't meet him anymore. You'll never see him anymore. You'll never see him anymore. So when you say it's your karma to experience this, could you, would another way to say it be that you have uh, patterned your mind to interpret this experience as unpleasant? I, I know what you mean. to experience Don't, it as unpleasant? There, there, what you're talking about, and we talked about it in the other class, is a distinction between tendencies that you get in this life. Yeah. Karmic, the word in uh, Sanskrit is pachiti, the results of karmic cooking. Okay. <laughs> the word in Pachyati, the word for a karmic result in Sanskrit means something that has cooked, a wine which has mellowed over a long time, and now it's flowering. Now it's coming out. Don't think of your seeing him as, as angry as a tendency which you have in this life because you've been uh, lazy mentally. It's not that. It's much more... Uh, it's much more concrete than that. It's actually an event which is flowering now that could have been planted thousands of years ago. It's not a result of your mental tendencies in this life, so much. So when I think of karma, I think of it's the way in which my mind is developed. Yeah, if it were just a mental tendency, yeah. then you could you could clean it out pretty easily. Mental you know, well. By mental trying to be happy all day. Try, yeah, a psychiatrist thing can help you. And it would really you. work. Which yeah, which it does. <laughs> well, it works in the sense that they get, they get $100 whether you get cured or not. <laughs> anyway. So then you're saying your karma is more than your mental, emotional, physical yeah, yeah. predispositions yeah, to react in right, a certain way. Right, it's, a, it's much more... I, I'm searching for a word. It's much more... Fatalistic. Not fatalistic. It's much more... Revolutionary than that. It's much more 
you know, universe thing than that. It's, it's, it's a flowering or a cooking out. I thought you said before, though, that there are, you know, this is where I get confused because you, I thought you said before that there aren't these concrete, almost karmic things floating around Pluto that you're going to ripen upon. Oh, no, the way they ripen is mental. It's in your mental continuum. But they are some the concrete thing that's planted. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they cook, 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 and then they come out like a like a ugly, terrible flower that pops out of the ground. So it's not really. And it's okay. not your just. It's not just your emotional tendencies of this life. It's not the, the reaction, the composition this man. of your mind right no. now. No. no. If it were, you could clean it out by you know sessions, therapy sessions, talking, you know, trying not to see things as bad. It doesn't matter how much you try not to see things as bad. They're gonna come. <laughs> you know, it doesn't no, matter how. No way of, of you just force it to experience it. If, yeah. if, if you think that you are, you know, dealing with that forced experience and, and modifying it as it happens, that's an illusion. Only yeah. that is also some sort of a mixed perception that was started a long time ago. That, There's that no is, hope yeah. of, of dealing with it right now. The only thing you could do is deal with the future. Right. And then after the perception, which is forced upon you, comes the reaction to it, which there's no hope of dealing with that either, or that's uh, free will. That's why you're in a class. See, the thing that seems wisdom comes from the debate. There's a horrible debate in the monastery. I mean, you know, does does samsara have a beginning? Yeah. Does it have a tameta meata? Does it have an end? Yeah. You say, of course it has an end, because there's wisdom. Uh, and that is a powerful antidote. means it's a, an explosive antidote. Which can do, do nothing about the perception, only the reaction to the perception, at the present moment. Yeah. Uh, when, the Buddha, when the Buddha said that he will lead the... I mean, there is a but sense... But think of your purification, think of your nirvana as something that you now begin to create well, see, this is by not reacting badly. And just be aware that any time you have a negative feeling, even if it's just anxiety or some kind of fears or some kind of mild yeah, upset with the rain even, uh, that's a bad karma. You know, and, and uh, it's an ignorant reaction to... to uh, to the angry man. You, know, you, you can have regret, and that's a virtue. You know, to say, okay, I now understand that this guy who's been screaming at me all these years, and who's going to continue to scream at me for a while, um, is a result of what I did before, and I'm sorry, and I will not do it, especially with him, ever again. That sadness is a virtue. But any other kind of anger about him, or even anger about physical world is, is, a, is a bad comment. The thing that seems funky to me with this is that we're saying that we're creating, we're, we're breaking the cycle through the yeah. wisdom by applying a, a mental predisposition to, to be wise. You know, we're saying, right. I'm going to train my mind to react in this way to create virtue. Train my mind in the sense, but why? It just understands what's going on. Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't that neat? I mean, it's yeah. just, it's yeah. just fine. Now I understand what's going yeah, on. Yeah, you have an understanding, no. and so you create a mental, you create a mental yeah, disposition. Yeah, yeah. Before you were like, 
you didn't know what was going yeah. on. But it's still a mental predisposition to behave this way to create yeah. virtue. Yeah, and you and have yet, to pray for it to, to have it. And yet the past, negative karma is not from a mental predisposition, is what you're saying. It's like oh, they're, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not related they're somehow. Con- the, the wisdom yeah. is sam chun, gom chun. Yeah. It's very flimsy, very fragile, very weak. It is only a mental disposition. But then how is the negative Mainly. karma from the past not a mental disposition? Oh, no, the, the karma that you are disposed to, wisdom is, yeah. The negative karma that's The fact that you are receptive, so receptive to what I say tonight, yeah. that's a good karma. And yeah, that's a result of a good karma. Yeah, I'm talking about the negative But, but the... Uh, I'm, saying, I'm saying the virtuous wisdom is a mental predisposition, and yet the negative karma oh, no, is not it's a mental not, predisposition. No, the, it's mainly a karma result. The, the good, the yeah. positive. Not a mental You're you're uh, enjoying or you're uh, taking to what I say yeah. is a is, is a karma rather than just a mental predisposition. Yeah, no. it's not a result of having heard it a lot in this life. I could say it a hundred times to someone else, and he'd every time I said it, he'd say I was foolish. We invited some of our neighbors to the talk the other day, and they, you know, they said this is nice, and they they left after five minutes because there was nothing of value there for them. So creating a virtue yeah. is not a mental predisposition. Yeah. Applying the wisdom and well, it, it becomes it, it is both, and and the it, it is a mental tendency that you are trying to make become a karma. So would that be the same in the past? Negative karmas also? Uh, not, no, the fact that you have wisdom is from karma. How how you grow? How your wisdom? How your wisdom? Gets stronger through the next few months and years is 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 from education. And how the wisdom got started, you know, we're on a piece of dung floating around. We were forced all this negative stuff. So wherever the wisdom got started was by sheer uh, luck. Well, you're one in a you're one in a million, literally, one in one in thirty million. So Michael, the process is you're forced. To have this perception, right? Most people don't realize that. They think that it's far from being forced perception. It's a reality that uh, that they're yeah, in. The guy is really angry. And, and if you by God, if the, my fellow workers could just realize it, you know, when when someone goes out to lunch with you and you say, they say, boy, that guy looked kind of angry today, and you say, yeah, yeah, did you notice? He really is a bad guy. You like the confirmation from other people, you know. And when your friends say, well, he doesn't look that angry to me, you, you get real upset. <laughs> Yeah, all right, so, so there's this, you know, forced perception. Then uh, hopefully we get ourselves to the point where we realize, rather than the reality, it is this forced perception. Now let's try to deal with the reaction to that forced perception, yep. make it a neutral reaction. At best. I mean, uh, at, at, worst. at worst. At, and at, at best, minimum. a virtuous reaction. <laughs> yeah. Or a less non-virtuous reaction. And once reaction. we get pretty good at that, then, then what? I mean, uh, now we're starting to try to generate... Um, what kind of perceptions then? Unforced perceptions, or is there such a thing as an un- a selective perception, or even the we just have we just have to make our forced perceptions more pleasant ones? Is that it? Virtuous, but they'll still be forced nonetheless. Sure. Buddha is forced to see himself in paradise. Poor guy. You know, <laughs> his paradise is empty, and he's forced to see it the way he does. Yeah. And there's no. But there's he no understands hope. how to make himself force himself more. Right. And, and continue. The, so that well, in the moment, while while these perceptions are going on, there's absolutely no hope of, of the forced means. Uh, no matter how much you want, you're, you're not going to yeah, be able to. Yeah, willpower that. has almost nothing to do with it. Wanting 
desire, please, I mean, didn't you notice, your whole life, uh, when you don't want a pain to continue, it normally does. Not wanting it to continue has no effect on its continuing or not. So in the moment, you can have control over your response, but you won't have control over your No, uh, and I don't claim that and don't expect it and don't quit if it doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you it won't. The only way to do it is to, to throw the, the and doesn't it make sense? better perceptions into the you know, pipeline. Uh, uh, yeah, doesn't it make sense? I mean, doesn't that correspond with what you've experienced in your life? You know? Isn't it your experience in your life that wanting something to change from bad? You know, wanting, wishing, what the Christians call, I prayed, you know, it doesn't happen. And you didn't you notice yet? It doesn't. It's not a function of your wanting it to stop. When you have a bad pain in your body, your head, or your back, you, you want it to stop. You pray for it to stop. You, you can't think about anything else. But it doesn't make it stop. So there's not this positive energy you generate that helps it. Get off! Come on! I mean, you know. I mean, give me this Zen master who says that. You know, I'm gonna take a pin and stick him in the bottom. You know, and say, okay, come on. Let's see. <laughs> it doesn't work. I, I, I. I lived with a Japanese monk. He said, "My master is he. He can sit in the snow and meditate. You know, he meditated for two days in the snow. And he said, we're going to go to the airport and meet him.' And I said, "Wow, that's great." You know? <laughs> and we went there. And, you know, off the plane comes this old guy. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's an old decrepit man. You know, I'm sure if he sat out in the snow for ten minutes, he'd die. You know, and I and he died the next year. You know, and I thought. So what if he sat in the snow for three hours, you know? He died. He got old. You know, it's not... You, know, you can't, through willpower, it just doesn't happen. You can't do it. No one's ever done it. So it you ever go through good luck? If you do, it's because of you. That's good karma. Yeah. <laughs> You're forced to see yourself overcoming. By the way, I mean, that's why a miracle can happen. That's why miracles... If things weren't empty, miracles couldn't happen. Because things are empty, miracles are quite plausible. But are they miracles then? They're not miracles. Everyone in the seeing the miracle has the karma to see the miracle. And therefore the miracle could happen. It does happen. So it's the will happen. Uh, Michael, bef before... If the collective karma yeah, yeah, yeah. And there'll be guys who say, you know, there's, uh, what's his name? Lake, what's his name? Lekar. He lived with the Buddha for 12 years. I don't see anything special. I don't know what you're all so hot about. He was his servant for 12 years. Uh. He's got this glow coming out of his head. That's all I can see. My I don't know what you... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he said that. It's very famous. It's a very depressing sutra to read. My lama, he didn't want me to read it. And I, I, I so I wanted to read it. You were forced to want to read it. It was very depressing. <laughs> before you said something that uh, I didn't realize before, then the... Our mind, I mean, our mental formation... Oh, excuse me, one, one, I want to interrupt yeah. Is there another step? After you've decided not to be angry back, at least be neutral, at least control yourself and, and just, you know, at best, try to fix things in a worldly way, you know, in a contemporary way. But, but is there another step? Is there anything happens... Does anything happen immediately? I mean, does he change immediately? Oh, he'll finish yelling at you and walk away. But I'll tell you one thing that happens. Um, you just missed ten, five minutes of anger. You'll go home much more peaceful. Your mind will be happy. I'm talking short term. I'm talking no Buddhism, forget karma. It just happens to be a better way to act anyway. And it makes you happier. <laughs> you, know? 
you'll see if you get good at it, and you keep missing these opportunities for anger, and you keep missing these opportunities for desire, you know, you start to eat this fudge upstairs, which I'm thinking about, and you, <laughs> and, you, and you just let it go. If you do that often enough during the day, you, you go home feeling quite fresh, relaxed, clean. Not abused and beat up by anger. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, you know, is, the step, is there any I mean, step even in short there? term, it's a pleasant way to live. It's probably the right way to live, even if Buddhism, even if there's no nirvana or Buddha, it's probably still a, a better way to, to spend your day. I think in the short term, too, that people don't respond to you being angry as much. I mean, there still right. may be strangers who right. react it. that way, but yeah. I know you're not fine. Yeah, right. Sometimes it makes them appear to be even angry with you. No, but not normally. Not normally. Normally, if you. Normally, if, I mean, we're talking about uh, flippant non anger. That makes people angry. No, if they're getting angry with you and you say, Oh, yeah. Okay. They don't know how to relate to this. <laughs> but if you're just respectful and say, okay, yeah, I understand that maybe I did something wrong. <laughs> Very important in the debate. We'll just keep going. Okay, still well. My If you do it with a good heart and friendly, and you just you're just chutzpah, you know, and it it should be like that. And what it means is that. In your, when it comes it's a form to, of assertiveness training, right? When you're <laughs> meditating, um, what, yeah. it gets you into a state of mind where you say, I know what I know. Imputation. <laughs> okay, that's all right. <laughs> that's really, that's that's right. really involved. Oh. But that's, uh, I mean, you can't really touch the way that's what you know what that's doing. Because the way... Can't stand owls. When an owl is sitting on a branch, a crow will never sit on the same branch. <laughs> so, sometimes you win anyway. <laughs> Very important in the debate. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, same thing, you can touch it. Yeah, how? Are you telling me there is a way to get it? You say, Yeah. Can we? Yeah. There's a air conditioner under there. Yeah, it's turned on. Two chilly. Say, Kala.